0: Hey ladies and gents, welcome to episode one of Uncage, the podcast where I just rant about anything that's going on, and of course, where are we going to start other than Tiger King? So welcome to Hey All You Cool Cats and Kittens, episode one. So basically, I got the idea for this podcast because, you know, there's nothing else to do. It's quarantine. I'm not going to do my schoolwork. And, you know, I need something to keep myself entertained. So, of course, we're going to talk about Tiger King and my three favorite characters from that show, which are Joe Exotic, Doc Ansel, and Jeff Lowe. So we're going to talk about my three favorite characters, what I like about them, some of them I just don't like anything about them, so that'll be very clear, and how I felt about the show as a whole, and then they did release a new episode today, uh and I'm going to have to watch that at some point tonight, and I'll come back tomorrow with my reaction to the new episode. So starting is, you know, I'm blank on the new episode, so cut me some slack. I guarantee you none of these people turned into saints with one episode, but hey, I've been wrong before, so we never know. So starting off, you know, we're going to start off with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Joe Exotic. And this is, you know, protagonist is a strong word. This is... You know, the, the character for the series is centered around... I don't know if you guys have not seen Tiger King yet. If you haven't, treat yourself. It's, a, it's an absolute roller coaster from start to finish. It's amazing in every way, shape, and form. And Joe Exotic is the guy that this whole thing is just centered around. I mean, he took the world by storm. I mean, there's memes galore of everyone in this show, but his memes are just gold, like absolute gold. I mean, just type in Joe Exotic meme, and and you'll laugh for hours. Um, But he is the owner, used to be owner, of a tiger, he calls it a rescue, a tiger zoo in Oklahoma, and it's, it's just fucking crazy. So basically, Joe Exotic, if you do a Google search, Joe looks like someone from Florida. If you ever read a news article starting off with Florida man arrested for and you would just see that picture, you would instantly click on the article just to figure out what the hell the article spelled. The dude literally looks like he's been getting his hair cut by tigers his entire life. Like <laughs> Joe Exotic looks like he's been letting you know, he don't he he doesn't go to the he he's gotta pinch his pennies. He's gotta have his outfits on point. So, obviously, the Tigers have been taking care of that mullet because there's no fucking way a human being is cutting that hair. If he's paying someone for that haircut, that should be a crime. That should be an actual crime. He, I, I just, you know, it's, it's kind of nuts because Joe Exotic also looks like the dude that would sit in the corner and just do a whole case of whippets in one sitting. Like the big industrial box case of whippets and just... Right through him. That's what Joe Exotic looks like. So basically, Joe lives in Oklahoma. And he's got these tigers. And, you know, he starts off as as such a, you know, he's a lovable guy. Like, a good character. Like, you're really rooting for him. Because, you know, you feel like his heart's in a good spot. And then as the series progresses, you're just like, yo, no. This guy is is kind of fucking crazy. And... I think the point in the series where I just kind of lost it for Joe was when he had a three-person marriage between himself, his first husband, and his second husband. So basically, Joe's gay, which good for him. Awesome. I'm happy for him. But he literally had a three-way wedding with matching, like, pink cowboy shirts on with his two husbands who, spoiler, later reveal that, like, they were, they weren't gay, and he basically seduced these dudes with tigers and methamphetamine, and, like, that's how, hey, if it works, it works, you know, I've seen some pretty shitty pickup lines in my life, and, you know, if, If somebody, if I was a meth addict, I am not, and someone offered me, I could pet tigers, and I get meth, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. So, basically, Joe, exotic here, this guy, he also has a pretty ridiculous music career. You know, two of the the absolute bangers of his songs are... (laughs) Here, Kitty, Kitty, and Tiger saw man. So I'm gonna just leave it at that for Joe. Like you guys need to listen to his music. If so, when you hear it out, inevitably this summer, probably from people's balconies, because we're still gonna be inside. You heard it here first. It's it's just another layer to the ridiculous cake with this fucking guy. And you know, I can take the tiger. I can take the. The mass amount of tigers. I I can take the meth husbands. I can take the really bad country music career. But I lost it for me when you know. Unfortunately, his second husband uh, committed suicide and killed himself. Um, and you know, everyone's obviously shook it up. I'm not making a joke at that at all. But Joe decides to hold the eulogy for the funeral. Great awesome that's the right thing to do you know you're you're really holding your breath for his speech it was obviously he was close to this boy i say boy because he was really young and you know you're you're there for him you're feeling for the guy like it's that's terrible it's a terrible thing and the highlight of his eulogy is talking about his husband's balls and if you think i'm full of shit please just watch that part of the series. If you can watch anything, just watch that part. The man referenced his late husband's balls as two golden nuggets, and the camera keeps going from Joe to the kid's mom, who's in the front row, who is very obviously struggling with her own substance use issues as well. It's, it's. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see, like, you know, mama got problems too. But man, can you imagine being that lady and sitting there and you lost your son. He's been with this dude who's like 40 years older than him, living at a tiger zoo, doing fuck knows what. He's gay now. Apparently, you know, mom wasn't aware that he was, he was gay, allegedly gay. And you know, you're at the funeral, you made the trip and the guy who was your your son's husband is talking about his balls and how he used to whip them out and put them in everybody's face. And then to top it off, he started fucking singing his own song like he man I can't that part of the whole the whole series has cringe moments, but that's the one where I was like, damn, this this fucking guy So that's Joe Exotic, you know. Great. Next character... I didn't have a lot of negative things to say about Joe. Because you know what? As as bad as he is, he makes me laugh. So I'll take it. These next two dudes don't fucking make me laugh. They're just creepy. The next guy I'm going to talk about is Doc Ansel. And, you know, he starts off... You know, he looks like he knows what he's doing. If that makes any sense. Like, he... He's a doctorate. They do not say what his doctorate is off the start. So, you know, you see the guy. He runs a tiger rescue in Myrtle Beach. Um, So, you know, it it looks good from the outside looking in. And you have some hope for this guy when you first see him. You really do. Like, I was like, all right, this guy's got his shit together. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Like, he's got the... You know, the the little zoo vest thing that all wildlife people seem to have with all the fucking pockets. He's got all those. He he looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. But then, then he talks, and you're just like, yep, there it is. Let me start with this guy's first name that I still can't pronounce. I tried to pronounce this about—I'm I I'm not kidding. I spent 20 minutes before I started recording this trying to get this guy's fucking name, and I can't do it. So you know what? His name is Bog Baga- Oh my god, I got it. Bhagavan Doc Antle. His name sounds like a Starbucks drink. His name literally sounds like... Some white girl asked for a venti Bhagavan with caramel. That's what this dude's name sounds like. This is coming from a guy who has an interesting name. Uh, a different name. You know, I'm not... Interesting. Th- like... No fucking way were your parents like... You know what, honey... Forget that baby book. Let's go with Bhagavan. That sounds like you're trying to make a password for your computer or your email, and you just gave up. You just ran out of options. Just Here's some fucking letters and consonants and vowels. Here you go. Bhagavan. So this guy runs Tiger's Rescue in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And he also does the Rare Species Fund. It's a grassroots organization that supports wildlife conservation projects around the world great. Seriously, outside looking in, you're like, this guy's got it. He's got this shit down. This is the dude that, like, you know, kind of puts the series together. Like, this is, like, you know. Joe Exotic's kind of, like, the crackhead version of this. He's the off-brand. Like, Doc Andel looks like the Frosted Flakes, and then, you know, Joe Exotic's, like, Sugar Flakes with Terry the Tiger, and it just says their food instead of their great. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... One seems better than the other. And then you bite into it. And you know what? Doc Annel's Frosted Flakes taste like somebody took a shit in them. And it's it's not even that his facility's bad. It's just... (laughs) This guy could single-handedly get Chris Hansen and the Catch a Predator series back online... If they wanted to just solely focus on his hiring practices. So basically this dude like has volunteers who are 16, 15, 17 year old female girls, right? And they volunteer for him, whatever. And he winds up basically doing like a cult mentality. And like, you can work here. You can play with all these tigers. I can give you a place to live, food. It looks amazing from the outside looking in, but you have to sleep with me. And, you know, he targets these girls that, like, have nothing. Like, they usually leave home, drive thousands of miles away, like, have nowhere else to go. And, like, the argument people, I've seen people bring up is, like, well, why didn't the girls just leave? Where are they going to go? Like, this guy's giving them money, food, shelter, a job. I mean, you can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. A job. Like, get it? Ha ha. I got to get a, a drum loop snare set to put in for this thing but it's just crazy like so basically he starts seeing these girls when they're younger and then he's got four wives and they all live with him at the park but they don't live in the same house like they each have their own individual little house on tiger way or whatever the the street's called and you know that dude like this guy just drives me crazy and if that didn't didn't bother me enough he keeps calling himself a doctor right and you see Doctor when the show starts, and you have all this hope that, like, all right, maybe past, like, the weird, you know, statutory rape and the fucking Starbucks name, you know, maybe his doctorate holds some weight. I was really hoping that, like, all right, maybe he has, like, a zoology doctorate or, like, a wildlife doc, something. Something with animals, man. And this dude has a doctorate in mystical... Sciences. Mystical sciences. What the fuck is that? What are you going to do with that, man? Are, I am not discrediting, like, you know, different forms of medicine. I get it, I get the crystal stuff. I get it. It's not for me. I get it. I totally get it. I understand that, you know, people see merit in that, and that's awesome. That's so great. Like, even on his website, they don't even say what his degree is specifically in. It says, (laughs) oh, my God. A significant amount of time in Asia where he received a doctorate degree in medicine and that's it. If you get a doctorate degree, and on your About Me, on your website page, you're like, mm, I better not put what it's specifically in, then your doctorate degree sucks. I've never met a doctor in my life who's been like, you know, I got this doctorate degree, but um, I don't want to talk about what it's specifically in, because your, do- your doctorate degree is fucking useless, which kind of blows my mind. Wow, okay. I guess I don't like him more than the other two. No, that's a lie. We're moving on to the third one. Who's Jeff Lowell? If you guys don't know who Jeff Lowell is or haven't seen the series yet, let me give you a visual. And then you can look up a picture and tell me he doesn't look exactly like this. Jeff Lowell looks like that Uber driver that you get late night in college and you're going to a party, right? Or you're going to the bar. And he looks like that creepy fucking Uber driver. Who tries to crack a joke like, oh, can I come with you? Where are you guys going? It looks like fun. Like, no, dude, you can't come with me. But that's what Jeff Lowell looks like and reminds me of, man. He reminds me of the dude that just tries to weasel his way in shit and then stands against the wall and just weirdly stares at everybody in the room and makes everyone uncomfortable. He He reminds me of the guy that refuses to understand personal space with anybody like he's the guy who's right there on top of you at all times he's the kind of guy who walks past girls at parties and does the excuse me love and like grabs your waist and like moves you to the side that's this fucking guy so this guy he's like the perfect example of like like a master manipulator like this guy came in when joe exotic really needed somebody to help him with the park he needed like financial help He was running a lawsuit. I'm not trying to give too many spoils away. But Jeff Lowe came in like this weird, like, cigarette-smoking, crackhead-looking, like, weird, flappy face, skin, no-neck-looking, ears-melted-to-the-side-of-his-face, angel-looking guy, to like, Joe, I'm going to save the park. I'm going to help you with your lawsuit. I'm going to get this done. And he basically just kind of bullied Joe out of the park and took it from him. Bought it out. My park. Boom. Mine. So Jeff, like, runs the park. To this day, still runs the park. And, you know, Jeff kind of reminds me of the dude that, like, (laughs) he reminds me of somebody that, you know, you could possibly see, like, in a movie like a really bad action movie like the expendables or something like that where like he doesn't have any lines but like he just fucking stands there with his ugly stone hedge face and you're just like yep he fits the part he could be a great bad guy in like a really bad b a uh, b or c movie like just a garbage movie where you just need a really shitty person that just looks the part he just looks gross he looks like Mike from Breaking Bad if Mike didn't have that granddaughter and, like, some morals. If Mike didn't have any morals, he'd be fucking Jeff Lowe. So, basically, that's my rant on Tiger King and my three favorite characters from the show. I thought it was great. I'm really excited to watch the new episode, and I'm excited to talk about it tomorrow. But, I mean, I, you know, hit me with your y'all's favorite characters if you don't agree with anything you said. If you want to add more to any of my roasting to each of these people, please let me know. I mean, I didn't cover some of the other people like Carol or, you know, the, the first Joe's husband. I forget his name. Honestly, I forget both their names. I think one of them's name is fucking Tyler. I don't know. I was pretty distracted with the Tigers and the methamphetamine and the fact that he convinced heterosexual men that they were that they were gay. That was kind of wild to me, too. But, you know, it's, it's a really great show. It just goes to show you that, like, if you have the charisma and, you know, the the attitude and, like, the presence— To, like, manipulate people. You can get away with a lot of shit. And it also doesn't hurt if you have a bunch of fucking tigers. So that's where I'm at. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you all tomorrow. Stay safe. Stay healthy.